Duke lay on his stomach near a tiny stream, crossbow in hand and night vision goggles in place. The black nylon straps of the harness enveloped his head like a medieval torture device. Flashes of lightning crackled on the northern horizon, pulsing on the periphery of the night sky like artillery in a distant battle, though the storm was too far off to hear any accompanying thunder. He'd been in position for a good half hour, waiting patiently for dinner to show itself, secure in the knowledge that it was a matter of time before some unwary animal came in search of water and ended its stay on the planet. He had gotten into the nocturnal hunting routine quickly once he and Aaron had reached his hidey-hole in the foothills and they had dined on rabbit and venison since they'd arrived. Duke had abandoned the trading post, hauling everything he could fit on an overloaded cart. He'd rigged several solar panels at his simple two-room cinderblock bunker, which provided sufficient power during the day to recharge the scope and operate the radio, as well as a small refrigerator that barely kept their food below room temperature. He missed the conveniences in his old home, but realized he'd made the right choice. The danger from the locos had become too substantial to ignore. There was no question in Duke's mind that the trading post had already been looted, but he felt nothing when he thought about it. The place had served its purpose, and he could open another one elsewhere once any heat had died down. He'd put out a warning call on the radio the morning he'd left, on the off chance that the kook in Artesia might be monitoring the airwaves, but when he'd gotten no acknowledgment, he had ridden into the wilds without looking back, Aaron by his side. In the end, the buildings where he'd eked out his existence for the last five years were just some walls and a roof on a godless stretch of nothing, and he held no regrets at leaving it behind. That was how life went in the post-collapse world, and he was grateful for every day that he awoke drawing breath. There were far too many who didn't each morning. The hideaway, a former power-line maintenance bunker that had long since ceased to matter, was tucked into the remote reaches of the foothills at the end of a dirt track that had washed away over the years and been reclaimed by weeds and prickly pear. But it had water from the stream, was on defendable high ground, and most importantly was well away from the highway, and so relatively safe from the miscreants who used that strip of asphalt to visit terror on the unsuspecting. A slight motion in the eerie neon green of his goggles drew Duke's attention to a clump of brush to his left. A gentle breeze from the north wrinkled the surface of the water, thankfully carrying his scent downriver, away from where he'd detected movement. He inclined his head slightly, careful not to move any more than necessary, and scanned the foliage. A furry form eased into view its leprine nose twitching and long ears cocked slightly back as it surveyed the surroundings, some primitive part of its brain warning it of a danger its eyes couldn't detect. Eventually thirst got the better of it, and Duke inched the crossbow forward, a relatively easy shot at fifteen yards, but not a given. He held his breath as the animal crept in fits and starts toward the water's edge, and he peered down the iron sights. His finger began gently squeezing the trigger, and then the hair was gone in a blur, startled by an explosion of gunfire from up the slope. Duke rolled and forced himself to his feet in one seamless maneuver, his heart thudding in his chest as shots shattered the night. 
the higher-pitched rattle of Aaron's AR-15 was answered by the deep chatter of AK-47s, at least three or four, Duke guessed. "'Damn!' he muttered, as he retraced his steps toward the bunker, crossbow in hand, the landscape glowing neon green in the scope. In the days at the hideaway they'd had no trouble and seen nobody, but they hadn't relaxed their guard, sticking to shifts and keeping a watch for any sign of encroachment. Based on the pitched gun battle taking place less than a quarter mile away, that lull in their misfortunes was over. Duke stuck to a game trail and did his best to move silently along the dirt. The gunfire increased in volume as he neared the shootout. At the edge of the clearing, beneath the building, he could make out muzzle flashes and counted four gunmen blasting away at Aaron's position. He estimated the distance to the closest shooter and frowned. He would have to skirt the brush line to get close enough to be deadly with his Sig Sauer 9mm pistol.